0: Welcome to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our Vibe Within. Hey, what's up guys? What's going on? Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. And um, I've got to be honest with you, right from the start, right from the top, um, this is probably one of my favorite episodes that I have ever recorded because I'm talking about a topic that can be very challenging to speak about in a non-bleak way, and it's the connection between nostalgia and depression, the connection between childhood memories and nostalgic memories and how it's linked to depression and how we don't realize this and how we can question why we are experiencing waves of depression when life might be going fine or why we feel shadow work arising. And I have to be quite, quite transparent with you. At the end, I share an experience that I went through my senior year of high school that's linked to whatever everything I'm talking about nostalgia and depression and it's a very vulnerable story that I've never shared before and I actually cry a little bit so if you uh, just wait for the end I think you're really going to enjoy this episode Um, I've been doing a lot of reflection and a lot of writing after my meditation sessions. And I've been getting a lot more into meditation the past couple months, but really more so. I'm not sure when I'm going to actually drop this episode, but recently in this moment in time, it's been uh, getting more so my meditation um, each day. So I'm really trying to to practice each day. And I've been getting a lot of downloads, a lot of messages from my spirit guides, a lot of episodes that I want to share with you guys The the ideas for them are actually like born through these meditative sessions. So everything that I bring to this podcast is usually because I I feel like I'm being told to bring these episodes from spirit or my highest self, whatever you want to call it. So I hope you enjoy it. I really think you're going to dig this episode because I dissect this This feeling that sometimes we can't put words into it, you know, and doing the shadow work and feeling memories rise up, it can be a very, very weird thing. And I talk about how when I moved to Philly, I was like super stimulated and really excited, and everything was awesome, and I was finding my flow. And then this, like, This shift happened and I was like oh okay but like I'm still the same person I I still have the same life I'm just in a different city and my problems and my shadow and my depression followed me so yeah before I um tell you the entire episode in my intro let's just get into it um if you'd like to share this podcast episode with a friend or a family member please do you guys are the reason why my podcast thrives Thank you so much, Um, so let's just get right into the sponsor and the episode. This episode is brought to you by Fresh Cap Mushroom Powders. You guys know how obsessed I am with mushroom powders, you've seen me on my stories with all of my cold brews and mushroom elixirs, so I didn't want to just use any random brand. Because mushroom supplements can actually be quite complicated. Did you know that a huge portion of mushroom supplements on the market don't actually contain mushrooms? Yep. Unfortunately, some of the best selling mushroom supplements are mostly just brown rice with tons of fillers, which means they don't really contain all of the awesome benefits that mushrooms can really provide. So if you're a farmer, this is obvious. But for everyone else, you need to go with a brand that you can really trust and a brand that truly understands mushrooms. I've actually been using Fresh Cap mushroom powders for over a year and a half, which is like crazy. Time flies and it's just crazy that I've been using mushroom powders for that long, and my life has drastically changed because it helps me with my autoimmune. I have hypothyroidism, it helps me with that. It can help you with brain function, and lion's mane particularly helps with um, clarity and focus and like, it just gives me a nice boost in the morning. And you don't even really need to add coffee to your morning elixir. I will just sometimes do a tea bag and coconut milk, almond milk, stevia, cinnamon, mix it up with the mushroom powders, blend it up. Um, it's really fun and it's a morning ritual that has made my routine really enjoyable because instead of getting the jitters and feeling like a crash after having coffee, coffee just really doesn't do it for me anymore. Maybe once in a while, but. These mushroom powders are so legit and I really recommend them. They've helped me heal. They've helped me transcend into just a different mental space and my health and wellness practice has just really gotten more more intense and deep. So head on over to freshcatmushrooms.com and you'll see what I'm talking about. I recommend any of the powders. You can use them in coffees, teas, soups, smoothies, and other foods. And you can use code GYPSYLOVE for 15% off. That's G-Y-P-S-Y-L-O-V-E for 15% off of your order. Uh, freshcatmushrooms.com. You can also follow them on Instagram, Fresh Cat So go ahead and order. I hope you like it. Let me know what you think. These, these guys know what they're doing. So enjoy. Let's get into this episode. So I feel as though uh, with the seasons changing and um, a lot of shadow work that we do, especially during the fall and winter months, that this episode could be somewhat of a tool or just there to guide you if you're feeling any sensations of depression trickling into your life because it's normal to feel sadness and depression even when our lives are going amazing and that's that's actually the the most challenging part of dealing with whether it's seasonal depression or just depression runs in your family and your genes and your bloodline experiencing experiencing these waves of depression even when your ego and your your Judgment of your life is is labeling your life as everything's amazing. Everything's great. I I shouldn't be depressed There is no reason to be depressed Um, that's a It's a challenge to get through and to navigate through those those phases because then we just beat ourselves up for feeling these waves of depression which just digs us into a bigger depressive hole so with that said uh, something that's been helping me a lot recently is walking meditations. Um, yeah, putting on a, a, a podcast or a guided meditation, but putting your phone away, whether it's putting it in your backpack, putting it in your pocket, and literally not using the phone for the entire meditation, wh- whatever, however long that is, five minutes, 25 minutes, um, because that is the practice of Anchoring into the moment, whether it's a run or whatever type of moving meditation, or maybe you're just sitting in the sun it, on a bench at the park, resisting the urge to continue to bring the mind elsewhere rather than dealing with the depression. Um, whether we feel like our depression is validated or not, it's there and it's time to work through it. So, with meditation and breath and awareness and, and mindfulness, we can literally just clean ourselves through that. We can clean up the cobwebs and and make our way through it without this battle of constantly going to something else to take our mind away from it. And what I've been realizing a lot recently is that happiness is our human right, but this right doesn't come so easily or natural every day. Sometimes it takes effort to tap into this state of mind of happiness, contentment. It takes inner work to reground and step away from toxicity that's weighing us down in in any part of our life, whether that's our job or relationship or something we said last week or something we did when we were a kid. You know, things will come up and you'll wake up one day and be like, oh my God, I never realized that I did that or I never realized that that I experienced that as a child. And then we start beating ourselves up and then we start you know, being this bully that we're living with, and it's, it's our own selves, and, and it's, um, it's very dark. Depression and anxiety grow from, in my point of view, a feeling of stuckness. The mind is constantly drawn to something more satisfying, even if the thought we are thinking is not pleasant the mind will take us away from the current painful moment or a moment of discomfort and take us down memory, memory lane, the dark past, the scary future, or the unknown, or worry and anxiety. Sometimes even the innocence of nostalgia can actually take us down a path of depression. And I think our, our emotional body, our physical body, can have a lot of trouble deciphering between what nostalgia is of the past and what is depression. The mind will take any excuse to take us away from the moment because we're so conditioned to be uncomfortable in silence or stillness and nothingness Society has made us believe that we constantly have to grasp onto something better and bigger or more fulfilling, but what we don't get back is this moment or yesterday or last year when we spent our precious time with a loved one who isn't on this earth anymore. We're conditioned to overwork ourselves and you know, dig ourselves into a burnout or overproductivity and it can be a very challenging place to find balance. So as we rewire our minds, we step into a sense of santosha and contentment with our current life today. Even as as challenging as that may be, we, we have to find the way to find okayness with where we are right now. Because that's our right. As humans, we have the right to be happy and to let go of our past. So instead of grasping onto the future or an expectation or an outcome or grasping onto the past, like I just said, we can settle in and allow ourselves to enjoy today for what it is and give ourselves permission to enjoy our lives even though the cycles of work and manifesting and dreaming of our desires and a quote-unquote better life we can find that balance between atmospheric reality and current momentary reality right here and right now. So and finding that that slight, you know, that that line that can decipher. It's it's healthy to have dreams and wishes and desires and daydream. But trying not to grasp onto that daydream and grasp onto that air quotes need that our ego has ingrained in us to be accepted by society or accepted by our own inner critic that has been created through the conditioning of society so it's one big vicious cycle if we don't really we don't really put it together like that and I just kind of had that click right now as I'm saying this is that our ego is conditioned and our ego is trying to protect us and make us feel good but what we don't realize is that our ego has been conditioned by society and nothing is real really but what is real is the the human right to be happy and non-grasping and non-attaching can give us a sense of releasing the shackles and free ourselves from the past and, and any type of attachment so we can sink into today because that's all we really have. We don't have yesterday anymore. We can plan as much as we want for tomorrow, but all we really truly have is this moment right here. Whatever you're doing right now as you're listening to this podcast, just take a moment and, like, really sit in this moment. Whatever it is that your ego is telling you that you would feel better if you had or you'd feel better if you lost a few pounds or ate healthier yesterday or got more sleep or you didn't say this to your lover or you didn't get in a fight with your roommate... The only thing we can do is anchor into this moment and just become a better person each minute and each hour and each day. Because if we continue to dig ourselves in this depressive hole and and continue to, um, I don't want to continue to say beat ourselves up, but to, like, I'll put a pin in that. I can't think of the word, but. We deserve happiness. We deserve full-fledged happiness regardless of what we've done and said in the past. And that's actually part of the 12 steps. If you're if you're unfamiliar with the 12 steps, I don't consider myself an addict, but I've gone to NA meetings. I've gone to AA meetings in my past. And part of the 12 steps is Admitting your wrongs and making amends with people who you have um, wronged in your life. So if this is part of your shadow work, as we get older, um, we'll have things that that hit us, and we're like, "Oh my God, I can't believe I did that." And then, and then it's just it's it's in our minds, and it's not going anywhere. So in order for us to release that grip of something that we did or said or made someone feel then it's our responsibility and our um, part of the 12 steps to go to that person and make a bend and and say our sorries and clear the air. And if they accept it, awesome. If they don't, that's okay too because at least we got it off our chest and we are making our way into being a better person, a better human. And we're stepping into a more higher vibration of ourselves, whether that means we take full responsibility and vulnerability for something that we did that we wish we didn't, um, at least we can just be truthful and honest with ourselves. So I've personally been doing a lot of shadow work as of recent. And it seemed to, to click into place for me when I moved up north again. Um, Ge- geographically I haven't lived in the northeast since high school because I moved around a lot from ages 18 to present so it's a long, it's a long time of not being up north and now I live in Philly I grew up in New Jersey and I haven't lived up here in this part of the United States since I was 18 years old a senior in in high school and the initial moving up here created a, a general excitement and an energetic shock to my being. But I was excited and I enjoyed finding new spots in in the city in Philly and in Rittenhouse and spots to read and sunbathe and walk around. And that, that first initial um, excitement, like when you go on a trip or you go on a vacation or you move to a new city, it's like you're being... Stimulated because of the new scenery and the new atmosphere. But then that sort of goes away. And then you're like, oh, okay, like, no, I'm still living my life. It's just that I've changed locations and I'm still the same person. It's just that my surroundings are different. And then you realize, oh, okay, like, I still have the same issues. I still have the same darkness. I still have this anxiety and depression. And then reality sets in and you're like, oh, okay, so I'm not being stimulated anymore and now I just feel like fucking shit because my problems have followed me here or my issues or my darkness or my shadow work has followed me here and I've taken that into consideration the past few months and I've been trying to make amends with, with my past and my childhood and things that my ego is labeling as good or bad for my childhood and things I've said and done in my past that I wish I could take back. Um, this is all part of evolving and growing and it, it's, it's growing pains and the older we get, um, we don't know how to deal with it because we weren't taught this kind of stuff in school. So it's really icky and heavy and we don't have anybody to talk to. So what I took upon myself was to find a therapist and I've been really liking it so far. I've only been a handful, a few times, but she does Reiki sessions along with talk therapy. So I recommend that if you're feeling any if you're feeling the same way that I'm feeling and any of this is kind of resonating with you, then I, rec- I really recommend that finding a therapist, finding someone who is on your, Spiritual wavelength so that you have a safe space and a safe person to speak to because during these really intense phases of growth We cannot do it alone. We need connection. We need human interaction and connection. And if you're anything like me and you're in hermit mode, you're in spiritual isolation, you're not drinking, you're not doing drugs right now, you're disconnecting from toxic relationships, it can be a very, very lonely and eye-opening and awakening time, which is all more of the reason to get a therapist. That's all I'm going to say. So when I moved here, I was stimulated, I, you know, I was excited, I, you know, I loved Philly, I was growing and finding jobs, and I was setting up my life, and I had just moved into this house with my roommates, and I was setting up my room, all the fun things, right? And then, something shifts. And as the weeks went by, I would randomly get jolted with memories from my childhood, sense and smells and memories would hit me and leave me sort of frazzled and debilitated and feeling off and vulnerable and completely overly emotional is what I labeled it as and then I realized that my body was beginning to remember and my mind began to re-enter these states of being and memories that were held within this body this temple and energetic aura that was connected to my childhood or connected to phases of my life that has to do with being in the North that um, just started to bring it all up. So, you know, there's there's a fine line between nostalgia and depression. When we think of the word nostalgic, nostalgia, it's airy, it's fairy, it's magical and mystical, but what we don't realize is that Nostalgic energy is linked to the past and our past, whether it's good or bad, whether we had the most perfect childhood or not, nostalgia and memories from our childhood that blasts into this current moment in time in our life right now in this present moment can bring up waves of depression regardless if our nostalgic memory is good or bad because as we get older we're like where does the time go like how how am I in my late 20s right now what am I doing with my life how many years have I wasted to mental illness or how many years have I wasted having a a weird relationship with myself and others how many years have I wasted feeling inadequate or hating my body or feeling like a victim to depression and then and then you know the guilt and the shame come in because it's like oh no I shouldn't be feeling like this oh no I'm wasting time oh no what am I doing with my life and then it's just like this vicious cycle that you have to break out of you have to break through it and a lot of what I'm saying right now is stuff that I haven't really even shared I just feel like I need to and I'm channeling some kind of message from my highest self to your highest self because if you're listening to this, chances are my words are resonating with you and you're listening to it for a reason and there's no coincidences that you're listening to this episode and maybe you're getting emotional and you're feeling tears rise into your body because you realize that a lot of your nostalgic memories are actually linked to memories of childhood that will never get back. And then we feel we feel fearful, we feel confusion. Where does the time go? And how can we fix our energy so that we have the best versions of our lives right now and the best relationships and the best energy and emotions that we can bring to the table right now in our lives. You know, sometimes we find ourselves nourishing and feeding that craving of nostalgic depression. You know, like listening to old songs, remembering these shifts in our childhood, remembering your your childhood house flashbacks nostalgic flashbacks are directly connected to depression and even if it's an amazing memory right you still feel depressed because it's like oh my god that memory that's all I have that, that 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 me and that life that that feels like a past life it's gone it's 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 just a memory it's just in my mind and then you kind of get this, like, depressive, like, oh, man, it's, it's a weird thing. Be- becoming aware and finding consciousness, it's those growing pains. It's mental growing pains, and it's stretching our minds, and it's, it's intense. You know, reconnecting to times when family was together or celebrating holidays, returning back to the way the seasons changing felt during middle school. We all get these cravings to feed the depression and to feed the sadness. So we can ultimately feel accepted and within reason for being sad, right? So we don't feel guilty for being sad or depressed when everything is going right. So if we have a slight mood of depression within us, our ego is going to make us feel shame and guilt, especially if you know we feel like our lives are good right now. We feel ashamed that we hold depression. So we find reasons to feel that depression that are more violated. So we listen to those sad songs. We, we purposely bring ourselves back to stinging memories of our childhood we purposely bring ourselves back to those heavy nostalgic moments because then we're like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 like I'm allowed to be sad, I'm allowed to be depressed because I'm thinking about that. And I feel like people, all of us, oftentimes mix up these two feelings and states of being, nostalgia and depression, It can be attached to memory, a past phase of life, whether it's a beautiful memory or a toxic memory. Those times of our lives, it's all connected to some sort of emotion, painful or not, and we can feel a sense of nostalgia and peace at the same time as we energetically step a foot into our childhood you know, and with that, that comes that same wave of depression. But as adults, we have to understand that there's nothing we can do right now in this present moment to change the way anything went in our childhood. And we have to make amends with that inner child and allow ourselves these moments of nostalgia and then really find that awareness and conscious And mindful practice to say, okay, enough of that. Now I'm going to use what I've learned and the tools that I've learned to ground myself and bring myself back to earth right now. Because we can get really lost and trapped in nostalgic memories. So, and the body takes time to process emotions which is why they're stored in the physical body and saved for later. And when these moments of nostalgia and clarity hit us, now as the seasons change, especially, something I haven't experienced since my senior year of high school, feelings within my body rise up and dial me into a certain phase of my life that I forgot, that I thought I forgot about. My senior year of high school was very fucked up. I I come from a very loving family, but through my adolescence, I I picked up on a lot of energy that was fed by anger and fighting from my parents. When they got divorced, and whatever my my childhood is, it's not it's not any different than yours. Because chances are, if you're listening, you've been through trauma that has to do with your parents fighting or divorce or whatever whatnot. I was, I used that as, as my main source of pain and suffering. But even before my parents got divorced, my childhood, I I've, I've always felt this sense of depression, even in middle school and before my parents got divorced, and then in high school it just got worse. And I was always this like, I felt this dark kind of energy within me. Like I didn't understand it, I didn't know how to explain it but i remember vividly like hiding during lunch or, or recess and going to the bathroom with my journal and writing and starting that's when i really started writing and writing memoirs and writing memoirs about my childhood about when my when my life was was good <laughs> you know it's like from such a young age we don't realize that we don't understand what's going on and then all we have is our memories from the past, right? Oh my God, like when I I was five and six, I was so happy and my parents got along and that's all we can grasp on to. And I'm kind of going on a tangent, but I'm just trying to paint you a picture to like have some, just give yourself a break. Like some of these things we don't ask for and our childhood is not, something that karmically that we got because we deserved it it just happens and then and then we start to mold and evolve into this person that we are today and my childhood and my upbringing I think created that layer of depression anxiety low self-worth low self-esteem which is why I you know have a very toxic way of looking at myself now I'm I'm I don't as much, but 10 years of competitive dance, disordered eating, you know, looking at myself in the mirror for 10 years in dance classes and comparing my body to other girls' bodies between the ages of five to 15, that's fucking toxic. And I don't think my parents realized that. And it's not their fault. But if I could go back and do it again, I probably wouldn't have been a dancer because I think that's where a lot of the seeds were planted as far as um, self-ridicule, self-judgment, body shaming, body dysmorphia, orthorexia, attachment to like eating clean and being light because that's what dance is about, right? Probably not so much now because i'm seeing this really amazing movement of of body empowerment and heavier dancers and just you know a healthier body image when it comes to dance um my high school experience i was actually admitted into a hospital at one point a couple times for mental illness And like I said, my story probably doesn't differ much from other people's because the more podcasts I listen to, the more I realize that, oh, wow, my, okay, that I fit right in. (laughs) Like I was put in a mental, a mental hospital, you know, for depression and anxiety and panic attacks and anger lashing out. I've been hearing a lot of people coming up and speaking about this who are my age in their late 20s or early 30s or whatever. So now I don't feel as bad for sharing this. And I'm sitting here sharing this because somebody else that I heard sharing this gave me this validation to go ahead and share this on my podcast. So it's that ripple effect that we don't realize we really do play a huge part in other people's healing And our parents don't know. They didn't know what they were doing when they were raising us. There's no handbook. There's no fucking manual. There's no, like, guide to, if you want your kid to to have an addiction, do this. If you want your kid to have an eating disorder, do this. If you want your kid to be perfect, do this. It's like our parents didn't know. And they were only working off of the way that they knew because of the way that they were raised and conditioned so yeah and just to get into what I was gonna say before we end this episode um my high school now that I live up here now that I live up here um it's it's bringing back a lot of oh this is why I am the way that I am because I because I did heroin in my senior year of high school. (laughs) Because I was such a young human and I experienced one of the most intense drugs, heroin. And I don't think I was ever fully addicted to it, thank God, but I had a boyfriend my senior year of high school who was a full-blown heroin addict, who was physically and emotionally abusive, who, gave me a black eye and one day i went to school and you know somebody had called my dad thinking that my dad was beating me it's like it's memories like this that come up and i'm like wow yeah no shit you're still fucking trying to work through this shit you know what i mean and it's like and that day it's vivid i it's like i remember it like it was yesterday i was walking home or i was walking to my car and, um, sorry, if you can hear birds, I'm in my sunroom room right now, so there's some weird noises going on, but hey, whatever. So I was walking to my car, and, um, I see my dad, you know, kind of walking brisk- briskly up to me, and I'm like, Dad, what the fuck is he doing here? He's usually at work, like, I, I get out of school senior year early why is he here oh my god my my black eye because I'd been hiding it from him I had been successfully hiding the fact that I had a black eye from him for like several days and uh, he said you know the school called me they're really worried it's okay like and usually in that moment I'd, I'd be like bracing myself to get yelled at from my dad because the way that he was walking up to me and I, I was like oh my god what the fuck is happening we're gonna get in a fight And he was like, no, sweetie, like, they called me, and, like, they're worried about you, and they they thought something's wrong, and this is not okay, and, and, like, he was the most supportive. That was, like, the most pivotal moment, and he's been supportive other times in my life. Previously, a couple years before, when I was hospitalized for something else, and, but this was a pivotal moment in, in me and my dad's relationship where he wasn't angry. He was just there for me. He was just holding space for me. And just thinking about that actually brings up a lot of emotion now that I haven't ever really <laughs> let let through and now as I'm you know entering I'm almost entering you know 30 I can look back at that moment and say wow it must have taken so much like energy from my dad to just be there instead of like letting his emotions get the best of him instead he just held space he said you know i'm here for you i'm not here to yell at you i'm not here to get angry i'm here i'm just here for you i don't i don't want to see you hurt i don't want to see you like this he said and i just have a lot of compassion and respect now for me and him because like i said we're not taught we're not taught how to have like how to raise a kid and and i wasn't taught how to navigate through such a weird time in my life as an 18 year old dealing with an abusive drug addicted narcissistic psychopathic boyfriend that i had that i eventually escaped from that i that i got away from because my my parents gave me an ultimatum and said It's either you go to Fort Lauderdale, Florida and go to art school that you got into, because it was like the only school that I got into, (laughs) or you can figure this out on your own, and of course, I I went to art school, so I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I felt called to, and it feels good to, um, I never thought that I'd share that in this kind of episode, but it it all ties in together. It all ties into nostalgia and memories and depression and how it's all connected. So if you made it this far, thank you so much for for listening. Thank you for holding space. And I hope that this episode um, could be a catalyst of your own healing through nostalgic depression. thank you so much for tuning in to that episode of The Vibe Within. I can honestly say I think that this was one of my favorite episodes that I channeled and spoke about. Such a taboo and stigmatized topic, depression, you know? Like, there's no, there's no fun way to talk about it, but I feel like I can speak about it from my true experience and instead of making it such a bleak and glim and, you know, whatever you want to call it topic that we're all going through it. Whether we have little snippets of depression or whether we have big, like, waves of it, we can navigate through it and it's all about awareness and consciousness and giving ourselves a break and not beating ourselves up So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening through and sharing this episode with a friend or a family member or anyone in your life who can take some of this and and use it in their lives and not feel so alone because that's why I have this podcast. It's it's helpful for me to share and express these things and between writing and spoken word and teaching yoga all of these things i i feel like are are my purpose and just to in any way shape or form help people realize that we all fuck up we all say and do things and experience things in our lives that we wish we didn't experience we wish we didn't say we wish we didn't act out on that emotion and all we can do is just move forward being, so please um you if you'd like to support well. the podcast just rate review subscribe share well, tag do all the things the um thank you so much for your, your, your love and support and i hope that this episode you helped you in, you in any way you don't have to know how to shine have an amazing sun, rest you of your do. day or night like you love you guys there, doesn't it really astonish you that you are this fantastically complex thing <laughs> And that you're doing all of this and you never had any education in how to do it. You never learned, but you're this miracle. miracle, 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 miracle.